Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. I'm Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it is afternoon and the sun has been shining all day as it is now the summer season, and it is really hot here. So <laughs> I had to shut my fan off to do the podcast because otherwise you'd be hearing it in the background. Um, and it is Sunday, the 14th of November in the year 2021, and I am doing this in the afternoon because this evening I am giving a webinar, and if you have not uh, heard my webinar about, you haven't heard about my webinar, um, I'm going to tell you. It is about fifth dimension Lemurian Reiki. It is called Rainbow Crystal Reiki, and it is a very powerful system, and I will be doing it at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. my time. And if you are interested, you can uh, sign up. It's not too late, and I will send you the Zoom link. It will be recorded, so if you don't sign up in time, I will have the recording. You can always get in touch and still purchase the webinar. It's only $20, and... Uh, you can purchase the webinar now and not come, and I can send you the recording. So I will be sending the recording to anyone who attends and anyone who signs up. So um, it is available to sign up on my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, book online, and you'll see the webinar. And it's called an intro class because it's an introduction to this type of Reiki, which has not been really exposed to English-speaking people prior to about, I don't know, not even a year and a half ago, July of 2020. So um, brand new, I'm presenting a webinar. It's going to be a 90-minute webinar, and I welcome you all to come. So onward with the week ahead. Uh, it's uh, an interesting week. Don't I say that every week? Um, so the big news of the week is the Friday there's an eclipse. And we know from previous discussions here on these Golden Astrologer podcasts that I have been talking about the eclipse that uh, was coming on the 19th of November. And then the next one that will be on the 3rd or 4th, depending on where you are. It's really the 4th most of the world, except maybe, you know, anybody that's like behind a day or something, the latest, you know, hour in the Pacific time zone, it's going to be 1143 p.m. on Friday, the third, but it's technically where I am and where a lot of other people listening are, it's going to be the fourth. So of December, one of the things that we remember is that the Scorpio new moon that happened on Thursday, the 4th of November, um, opened up the door to the eclipse period because that's what lunations do. And so one of the things that's so um, interesting about this is that um, this is a Taurus full moon and the moon will be in Taurus, the sun will be in Scorpio. So it's at the very end of Taurus and Scorpio because we are moving through November and we're moving through the time period where Taurus and Scorpio are creating a full moon. And so the nodes are close by in very, very early Sagittarius and Gemini. And the next eclipse will be in Sagittarius um, at 12 degrees. That will be the 3rd of December. But we don't have to worry about that yet because we are still not even at the eclipse of this week. Eclipses are high energy. They bring a lot of energy with them. They 
open the door and bring things to the table that we may not have had um, wishing to discuss or been wishing to discuss or, or actually things that are, you know, hanging in the emotional air but not really in a, in a place to be um, discussed. And now eclipses often bring the discussion forward and the truth sometimes comes out during these things. And we are working with um, a lot of intense energies because the day before, the day before on Thursday, um, Thursday the 18th, maybe it's like depending on where you are, again, Wednesday the 17th, Thursday the 18th, Venus is going to reach 11 degrees, five minutes of Capricorn. And this is just at the eclipse. So the reason I bring this up and you're like, why, who cares? Um, <laughs> the reason I bring this up is this is now the station uh, direct point where Venus is going to go direct next January 29th. Now, Venus has not gone retrograde yet. She will retrograde on December 19th. But as of this Wednesday, Thursday, we are now officially in her shadow. And that means that she is now approaching this area of the zodiac that she's going to cover during her retrograde. And so this section of Capricorn, because she's going to remain in Capricorn the entire time she's retrograde and then direct, the section of Capricorn is where we start to really feel the issues that are going to come forward during the Venus retrograde. So start looking at your life. Where does Capricorn fall in your astrological chart? What happened in like 2013, 2014, the last time Venus was retrograde in Capricorn for you? What did you do? What was it like? And so maybe there's a relative relationship, you know, between now and then, but the world has changed quite a bit. And one of the things that we are looking at now is like, I think that the Venus retrograde is really keyed into the eclipses. And that's a whole lot of intense energy. And we have been experiencing a lot of intense energy. So I'm going to talk about that. Um, this is a very energetic-oriented podcast. Um, when we have the eclipse on Friday, you know, we're already going to be in this retrograde, this, this shadow place of Venus. So by the time um, we're finished, you know, we have the eclipses and they finish really Saturday the 4th. They're done. No more eclipses until next year. But the hanging of the in the air, <laughs> the hanging in the air of the eclipses and a lot of the energies from the eclipses really get kicked out on the 18th with the Gemini full moon. You know, it'll be Gemini full moon, Sagittarius sun. Okay. But that's the day before Venus goes retrograde which is the 19th. So it's going to be this stationary period of Venus who's going to be hanging out with Pluto. And what does it mean for you for these eclipses and Venus retrograde all to be sort of happening at the same time? So as soon as the eclipse energy stops hanging in the air, the Venus retrograde, like, da-da, arrives, okay? And even though right now she's not retrograde, we are going to start looking at the issues of the retrograde, and that will be Wednesday and Thursday. Now, what are the issues of the retrograde? Well, Venus is love. Venus is values. Venus is money, friendships, relationships. Do you feel you have outgrown a lot of your friendships? Do you feel your relationships with people are no longer the same? 
do you feel that you are coming back together with people that you once were connected with and maybe they're going to return to your life? That's always fun. Sometimes people come back to us who have been in our lives before and they come back and they're friends with us again, you know. Um, sometimes they come back and we don't want them to. <laughs> and that happens. Old relationships and all sorts of relationships come out of the woodwork. I've run into old colleagues in the bank during a Venus retrograde. Not an old boyfriend, old colleagues. So it can be anybody. It doesn't have to be an old lover, male or female. Um, it can be anybody that was part of your past and what may have happened, you know, they're just like there to remind you. They might just like blink in and blink out. It's like, oh, isn't that so-and-so? They remind me of so-and-so. I think it's so-and-so. Well, whatever. So that's one of the things. Are your friendships, are your relationships, are these things working for you? And even if you're in like a long-term marriage, you know, sometimes you get to look at that marriage in a whole new light. It doesn't mean you're going to get a divorce. It, I, I mean, you may have a rock-solid marriage for decades, and there's no way you're going to get divorced. But sometimes you start to see your partner in a new light. Like Because remember, they're having the Venus retrograde. You're having the Venus retrograde. It's probably in different houses for both of you, or depends on your zodiacs. But, you know, it could be that you are experiencing the Venus retrograde in a way that is different from them. And maybe you're not seeing eye to eye. And maybe you have to come to the terms with the same thing. Anything, any place you have not been true to yourself emotionally and your values, remember it's values. It's not just currency because Venus is currency. It's money. Where your values have not been, and with Capricorn, <gasps> integrity. Wherever your integrity has been compromised, do not bend to pressure. You may feel like you have to bend to pressure because of a relationship or because of, you know, thing that may be putting pressure on you in your life. So remaining true to oneself, remaining true to one's integrity, remaining true to one's values are very important right now. Because as we go into the shadow, you might see well, this is where I'm going to be required or asked or made pressure to uh, bend to different values than my own. And it could be in your partnership. It could be at your job. It could be anywhere. It may involve people because um, why would we, who gives us pressure? People, <laughs> other people. And, you know, Venus is people. Venus is people in our lives. And Capricorn is also authority. So there might be a boss that says, you know, blah, 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 I need you to work later. And you're like, well, I got to take care of my kids. You know, I can't work later. Um, and you please your employer, but you're screwing up your home life and it's not good for your kids. So whatever, you know, it's, that's just a minor example. You know, in your life where your integrity needs to remain intact and you know where you must be very, very clear and specific about what that integrity means to you. And if you are going to value something and there's a toss-up between that and your integrity, you got to sit down with yourself and figure all that out, okay? Is what you value really in line with your integrity? Is there something here that is not... Um, 
good for you? Is there something here that is out of alignment? What's out of alignment? You know your alignment. You know your integrity. You know your place in the world. And if you don't, you're going to figure that out while Venus is retrograde. And you may even start to visit that midweek this week. So what's going to happen is we get this experience of Venus going into shadow place and then the eclipse happens. So I'm saying the eclipses are entangled with the beginnings of this Venus retrograde. And, you know, there may be a lot of emotion around eclipses. Like I said, they're always a little high emotion. Work through it. Be with it. You know, the important thing for me, my advice, my way of doing things, and this is just me, is to stay spiritual. You know, you have to align with spirit in your life. And so if you can do that, it's most important to just like take everything down a notch. Eclipses can be drama. Take a deep breath, sit down and let the drama go. Okay. And get into spirit and go within and talk to your guides and find out what it is you need to do or be with or handle during the eclipse. Um, you know, if you are someone with things at 27 degrees fixed, that would be Aquarius, Taurus, Scorpio, and Leo, you might feel this. It might be a big deal. It might be something very um, important for you that may be very much aligned to what's going on in your life. Okay? So that's one thing. And then when we get to you know, the second one at four degrees of Sagittarius, it's a new moon. And then we, um, we look at that and that's, you know, where that's mutable. So 12 degrees Sagittarius, what does that include? That includes, you know, obviously Sagittarius, <laughs> Gemini, Virgo and Pisces. So if that's where you are, if this is, you know, if you've got anything there, yeah, that's a, that's a spot. Um, lucky me, I think I'm getting both of these things, but hey, you know, <laughs> I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to navigate this and tell everybody how, how to navigate it, right? That's my job. So, um, in any event, the Scorpio Taurus energy is a little heavier. Scorpio and Taurus are more intense. Scorpio and Taurus tend to dig in their heels a little more. We're going to get a little more frivolous as we move into Sagittarius, which is in this region of the world Sunday evening, the 21st. So that's terrific. So Sunday evening, the 21st, um, you know, we're going to move into Sag and that's going to lighten things up a whole lot. And we'll be in Sag for a month. And so, you know, Sag is always, you know, it's ruled by Jupiter. So now the sun is being ruled by Jupiter, which is an Aquarius still. And so those two signs are, get along, Aquarius and Sag. And, you know, when things get intense during eclipse periods, you know, Sag is the one that is able to let things roll off their back a little more, even if the eclipse is in Sag. So if your favorite Sagittarius is a little ornery, allow them that. It's, um, it is a little tense for them, but they are usually really good, really good at letting things roll off their back. So great. So we have to roll with this. Okay. And Sagittarius energy tells us to roll with this. Just, you know, this too shall pass. We've had dozens and zillions of eclipses before this in each of our lifetimes. 
Sometimes they bring up stuff. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they pass by and you're like, oh, yeah, gee, that was an eclipse. My experience of them is that it gets intense for a couple of days and you're like out of control and it's zany and it's crazy and you've got a lot of work or you've got a lot of phone calls or you've got a lot of emails and you've got a lot of running around to do. Maybe people are going to do their Christmas shopping. You know, this is all around the Christmas shopping time and it's going to get like zany. And, you know, eclipse is thrown into that and Venus retrograde thrown into that. Those are not easy energies to be uh, thrown into the mix of Christmas shopping. So, yeah. So, okay. Now, the rest of the week, there are other things going on, by the way. So we know that in the last few days, you know, last Wednesday, we had some things with Mercury and Mars and then, you know, Mars and Saturn and Mercury and Saturn. And so now, remember, there's a section of the Zodiac where things get entangled, and this is in the fixed signs, they get entangled with Saturn, and then they get entangled with um, Uranus, and Uranus is in Taurus, and the eclipse won't really touch those, but Mars, that's been passing through that zone where it touched Saturn last Wednesday, is going to oppose Uranus this Wednesday, the 17th, and so that's something that's important to look at. Um, now, Mars and Uranus are a little explosive, or they can be. Now, you again, this is Mars and Uranus, and then Venus is going into her shadow, and then we have an eclipse. Okay, so what do you want to do? You want to take good care. You want to be centered. You want to have your feet on the ground. You want to be grounded. You want to be connected to spirit because these energies can lift you off the ground and make you feel like you're being tossed around. Don't allow that. Allow yourself to feel really grounded and um, not indulging anything that is going to poke at you. And things can poke at us right now. Mars and Uranus do this once every two years. They oppose each other. And sometimes they do it several times if Mars is retrograde. But this is only once, and it's going to pass. And in my region of the world, it's going to be around noon. And so, you know, or a little before. And that's that's not, like, that's, you know, we're going to feel that energy. And we just have to not let things get us hot under the collar. And, you know, it, we have to pay attention to this. You know, this is not this is not something where it's like, oh, you're going to react to every single astrological aspect that happens. You can't do that. You, you won't make it through the week. You won't make it through any week. <laughs> you just have to go, okay, it's Mars and Uranus. What's the positive end of this? Breakthrough. A breakthrough. It's like, ha, huh, at last. Phew, breakthrough. Innovation. Creativity. You know, anything that's a little chaotic... It's going to require us to navigate and get creative. And that's what Mars and Uranus are asking us to do. You know, Mars is in Scorpio. It likes to be in Scorpio. It's very passionate. Um, get some passionate creativity flowing here. This is the way. Step back. Step inward. Ask yourself how to get creative about this. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel because Mars and Uranus are in opposition and they are, you know, tedious and irritating and people piss you off <laughs> you can't do that you just got to say all right you know 
there's an eclipse. I know I, Deb said, Deb said to, you know, take a deep breath, step back, step inward. Those are the things to do because we can't, you know, start pointing fingers at people. And with oppositions, it's really easy to start, start pointing fingers at people. Um, and, you know, once we get through all of this, these last next few days, we need to just be aware and alert to the fact that we're in this interesting cycle. And, you know, I think that this could be something where we all learn something important. With the truth comes out during retrogrades, especially when they're inner planets like Venus and Mercury. And if the truth didn't come out in some way, some form in Mercury's retrograde last time, last month, then maybe something's going to come forward with Venus. And, you know, this is something where um, you have to think about the future a little bit. You have to think about your values. You have to think about what's important to you and what's more important to you on one level than another level. And the hard part about this is that... Um, you know, there's a lot of weighing back and forth. Venus rules both Libra and Taurus, and Venus often weighs things, you know. It's the balance. And she's often, you know, testing our integrity when she's retrograde in Capricorn. And we have to go to the deep, deep, deep within, into that connection with our own integrity. So... You know, it's like the justice card in the tarot deck. So that's one of those things. Now, um, in the meantime, there are other aspects, like I said. And tomorrow, um, the sun squares Jupiter. And you know, we are um, looking at the sun in Scorpio, Jupiter in Aquarius. And, you know, Jupiter Aquarius is very freedom-loving, very expansive, very open. Sun in Scorpio is a little more reticent. So... Where are you at being asked to expand? Where are you being asked to be aware, more aware and open, okay? Scorpio doesn't necessarily want to be an open book. Jupiter and Aquarius, yes, would like to be an open book. So it's like where you're holding on and not revealing something and then Jupiter may say, you know what, maybe you got to open the door a little bit and, and talk to somebody about this or you have to reveal a little more of yourself. Um, you know, vulnerability is key here because we're in this last week of Scorpio, the end of Scorpio, the intensity of Scorpio and the eclipse in Scorpio. And Scorpios do not like to be made vulnerable. They don't want to be exposed. And so Jupiter is going to be connected to this eclipse. You know, the sun is squaring Jupiter. That means it's still going to be relatively close to the eclipse because the moon is going to square Jupiter on Thursday before it goes into that eclipse with the sun. So Jupiter is part of this eclipse. So maybe part of this eclipse for you and all of us is a little bit of exposure in a way that we didn't expect and we don't necessarily feel comfortable about, okay? Where do you not want to be exposed? And where is this eclipse possibly pushing you into some sort of exposure? We're still in Scorpio, you know? Once we get into Sag, eh, who cares? <laughs> you know, Sag, that Sag energy is like, Nah, who cares? I don't care who knows my business. I don't care who knows, you know, my secrets. I don't care. 
you know, Scorpio's not like that. They're very different in that way. Um, um, a number of years ago, I knew someone who said to me, hey, I'm an open book, and kept insisting that they were Scorpio rising. And I said, oh, your birth time's wrong. <laughs> no, I'm Scorpio rising. No, 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 you're Sag rising. And I said, you know, you are, you are not Scorpio rising if you're walking with me and saying, I'm an open book. <laughs> and I said, and they're like, no, I'm Scorpio. No, 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 you're Sag. You're Sag. Because Sag is the open book. And Sag is the traveler in the expansive one. So Jupiter, when it when it's in this relationship with the sun and then eventually in sort of the relationship with the eclipse, it may push us to limits. Jupiter does open doors and it pushes us a little bit. We think we're being pushed by Saturn. We're, we can be really pushed by Jupiter too. It can, it can really open the doors. If you are um, aware, you know, Saturn and Jupiter are still close to one another in the sky. I can see them on a clear night here. Um, they are, Jupiter's very, very bright. And then Saturn is often to, you know, if you're standing looking directly up at Jupiter, it's to the right. Saturn's to the right and it's a fainter star. So if you see two stars together and there's a little distance between them and one of them is extremely bright, you're looking at Saturn and Jupiter, which we've been able to see in the sky together since last uh, December. And remember, we were standing outside looking at Saturn and Jupiter very close together in the sky because they were both in Aquarius and they are still both in Aquarius and shall both be in Aquarius till the very end of this year when Jupiter will move on back into Pisces. Um, so go outside and take a look for, at them. In the meantime, um, all the planets are direct except Neptune and Uranus. And Neptune will go direct on December 1st. So we've got a few weeks for that. But then the only planet that will be retrograde at that point will be Uranus. And then eventually, you know, Venus will be retrograde. In the meantime, um, Mercury will square Jupiter next Saturday. So Mercury is close, close, close to the sun and it's in Scorpio. And so there'll be, there'll be some activity with Jupiter this week. And first it's the sun squaring Jupiter tomorrow. Then, you know, the moon on Thursday as it's about to be in the eclipse. And then Saturday, Mercury will square Jupiter. So if you, um, talk about vulnerability. Um, <laughs> if you, if you are, um, prone to not keep secrets, you better watch your mouth on Saturday because Mercury can Mercury can easily like blow it. I was like, oh, that's right. It was a surprise party for you. I'm sorry. Because Mercury square Jupiter can do that, like open mouth, insert foot. So <laughs> you want to be careful about that one. Um, and then the next day, Mercury makes a sextile to Pluto because as it's in late Scorpio, it's going to touch Pluto in late Capricorn. And that's actually a very good aspect. It's good for thinking. It's good for... Um, very good uh, focused work, very intense work um, for mentally intense work. Now, it's a sextile, so it's not a stressful aspect. It's a nice smooth aspect. And if you are doing some mentally challenging work or analysis, I mean, it, it is going to be Sunday. It might carry over into Monday. But, you know, if you are doing something worth analyzing, that's actually really supportive of that. So, and in this week, we, we are going to have some activity in the moon, as we always do. The moon is in Aries right now, Sunday. It'll be in Aries tomorrow, Monday. It will be in Aries Tuesday, but it will go void, of course, at 10.51 a.m. and then enter Taurus at 9.18 p.m. This is all Eastern time on Tuesday. That means 
all from 10.51 a.m. Eastern Time till 9.18 p.m. That is like almost a 10-hour void, 11-hour void. Um, that means that it's not good for starting new things. It means business as usual. If you're already doing something and you've got things planned and you're doing business, yes, business as usual, you don't worry about it. You just don't like have an interview for the first time that day, okay? Then it will stay in Taurus. And of course, we know the eclipse is in Taurus. And it's interesting because it's going to go into Taurus Tuesday night, be in Taurus Wednesday, be in Taurus Thursday. And it's going to be the wee hours of the morning in Taurus because the eclipse occurs at 3.57 a.m. Eastern Time Friday morning. So that's a lot of days in Taurus, okay? Wednesday, Thursday, all day Taurus. And then right after that lunar eclipse, that full moon at 3.57 a.m., it's going to go void. So it's the eclipse and then void. And then it will enter Gemini when it's not void anymore at 9.33 a.m. And then it's going to stay in Gemini all day Saturday. Good for thinking again, you know, thinking and thinking and analyzing, and it's going void on Sunday Eastern Time, 10.52 a.m. in Gemini, and we'll be, here we go again, void until it enters Cancer at 10.33 p.m. And so, interesting, um, it's void all day Sunday, pretty much. That's okay, because it's Sunday, and we, you know, we're not going out for interviews, we're going to relax, we're going to have you know, things to do probably. If you are preparing Thanksgiving dinner, you may need to do a little bit of shopping and getting your lists together and stuff for Thanksgiving. Um, and even though Thanksgiving is not a holiday in Costa Rica, I always have Thanksgiving here. I always host Thanksgiving here. So it's, it's actually really lovely. Um, so that's basically the week ahead. Now, my advice is to hold on to your hat be focused, be generous to others, be grounded. And if you need to step back, step inward, breathe, connect. Okay. That's what we want to do. We want to step inward and connect with self, with guides, with spirit, because this is what's going to always get you through the bumpy road of Mars, Uranus and eclipses. They don't need to be bumpy at all. I've had people tell me, oh, yeah, it was a quiet week. Oh, and it was a major eclipse, you know, and I was like, you know, having a thing all week. And people say, oh, no, it was quiet. It depends on you. It depends on your chart. depends on how you react to things. And the less you dive in and react and have reactions and issues, the better you're going to feel. So you're going to just look at what happens, see it. Pretend you're on a roller coaster ride, and if it gets that way, if it feels that way, it may not feel like that at all to you. Again, your astrological chart, you know, don't sit around expecting the other shoe to drop, okay? And enjoy the fact that it's lively, it's energetic, it encourages breakthroughs, it, you know, I found my house in Costa Rica on an eclipse, okay? It was a mild eclipse, but it was an eclipse. So something really amazing could happen. And if you saw my Instagram, people were talking all about 11.11 the other day. And we had moon going over Jupiter. And at the very moment the moon was going over Jupiter on 11.11, you know, 
I had an enormous iguana come into my garden, a green iguana, and they are, don't get that big here. They're like up north, they run around, they're huge, and they're really, really fast. But this one, I don't even know where it came from except the river, which is right near my little house. And we were standing there looking at it, and it was it climbed the tree and went on the fence and rested on the fence for a while. It was magnificent. And so I had something magnificent happen as the moon crossed Jupiter, and as it was 11-11, you know, if there's this 11-11 portal like everyone's talking about. So it was, you know, power animals are always magnificent. So ancient dragon energy, you know. So you don't know what you're going to be surprised with. And that's a good example. Like I didn't expect a huge iguana to come in my garden. And, you know, um, I had to keep the cat away from it. <laughs> she couldn't get to it anyway, but, you know, I had to keep her away. Um, but it was really, really interesting. And so maybe something really, really interesting lies ahead for you this week. And may that happen for you. I wish you all a beautiful week. If you need to get in touch with me, it's info at thegoldenastrologer.com. Um, if you'd like to book a session, go to thegoldenastrologer.com and book online. If you'd like to attend my webinar this evening, it's the same thing, book online. Um, if you'd like to see little astrological updates from me, it's on Instagram, The Golden Astrologer, and I'm on Twitter at Deb Astrology. And please visit me and um, make some comments, say hello. Um, and I'm here with my podcast, The Golden Astrologer, every week. So may you have a beautiful week, and I'll see you next Sunday. Thank you for listening. Gratitude to everyone.